You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. The hop took the poor thing just to the left of me. This is Elizabeth with Chirp Radio, and I'm at Sleeping Village with Francis Quinlan. Hi, Francis. How are you? Hello, Elizabeth. How am good? How about yourself? How is traveling over here? I've never flown from London to Chicago. I was in London uh, for a few days for a festival called Line of Best Fit and uh, managed to get a little bit of museuming in, too. Uh, my friend and I went to the Tate Modern as well as a place called the White Cube, and that was fantastic because it was an entire show of Anselm Kiefer painting. But he does these massive, massive paintings, oil paintings um, that are also semi-collage works, but truly monumental and so cool to see in person. You are an artist as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like to paint. That's yeah. my primary. I paint and draw. Your release party for Likewise is an art show as well, right? Yeah, there's going to be a small little show in New York, in Manhattan. I never... It's blowing my freaking mind that I'm going to have my paintings up like in Chelsea. Wow. In New York. It's not something I thought would occur. How does that feel? Crazy. I can't wait. Do you think you're going to get new music fans out of a gallery opening? I hope whatever it is, I I hope it'll be a surprising array of of folks. And and even if not, even if it's just people that like the music, that's great too. I mean, hopefully people come. I noticed in one of the music videos you were painting. How would you describe that style, your style of painting? Well, that was actually, that was especially fun. My style is generally not, I love working large, but I I actually haven't in a very long time. When I went to college, I did do, I loved the idea of making large narrative paintings and I would do that with oil paint, but I would take forever on those paintings. I mean, most of the work I did in college were large paintings that took me like a year or more. So this was a really nice departure from that. And, uh, Derek Belcham, who I've worked with before, he very generously let me use his studio. I was explaining the concept of this essentially time-lapse painting being a big part of the video. And he said, I have a big studio in Brooklyn. And I thought, like, I would love to paint in a big studio for a day. So it's rare that I paint quickly. And it was really nice to let it go and have it be more about the action and about I me. Mean, like, yeah. I'm not like a huge Pollock fan at all, but uh-huh. I suppose it does hearken a bit. Rats. Yeah. sort of taking your time and having a really large scale project that you do over the course of a long time. Is that similar to your process with music? That's sort of how I am with everything, I'll be honest. I no one I don't think there's anyone that would describe me as being quick. Yeah. <laughs> um like physically. Let <laughs> 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 clarify. I mean, you know, sometimes things take me a minute, but you know, I get there. No, in general, I am not I, I'm not very expedient oh. in my process of of doing anything. 
Is that frustrating or do you feel like this is my way of doing things and it works for me and I love it? It's a little of A and B. I I certainly, I've been that way for quite a long time. I, I do certainly envy people that aren't held back at all by preciousness. I mean, there's times where I'll have difficulty just finishing something because I want it to be better or I um, I hit these roadblocks. I've said this a number of times, maybe too many times, but I've said it about songwriting, but I, I do think it's about artwork in general. You are essentially making a problem out of nothing that you then have to fix. And in theory, you know, you're the only one, unless you're, you know, I mean, obviously with the band, there's four of us working on this problem that we've created and that can be really frustrating but gratifying I think that's a really interesting way to put it it is good to have some care for sure and and my process there are good elements to it I mean it it is nice to be able to take time the theory is hopefully the hope is that you are getting better as you work and so one could argue if you work on a song for a year (laughs) by the end of that year hopefully you're playing it you understand it much better I mean that's always the funny thing to me anytime a song is recorded however long you took writing it that recorded version from then on is the youngest version of that song. And I think that's always been a little a bit of a challenge of, to contend with that. Sometimes I know people's solo projects like yours coming out of the band Hopalong are a way to use material they couldn't use in that band. Is that the case with Likewise? What essentially happened, I mean, I, I've been thinking about doing some solo work at some point. It was very, you know, vaguely in mind for a little bit, a couple years back. But two of the songs, Went to LA and A Secret, were, were recorded during the Bark Your Head Off session, and they were intended to be on that record. However, it was brought to our attention that in order for all of the songs to be on the record, it would have had to have been a double LP. And those things are pretty expensive, <laughs> it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it kind of would have been badass, but none of the band songs, I don't know, we, we were going back and forth. I mean, I, there were some band songs I was initially considering, but it really bothered me that we worked so hard. I mean, we all worked so hard. None of them felt like B-sides or that they should be separate. So the two songs kind of stood apart from the rest because they were actually, both those songs were even older than all the songs that were written for Bark Your Head Off. Like I started both those songs around 2013, maybe 2014, but but at the, the beginnings of those melodies and phrasings are very old. And so once I knew that I was leaving those songs, I was like, those have to come out like right away. Like I was freaking out because they were already so old and they were done. I mean, they were finally done. Mm-hmm. I had talked about it with, with management and, and a few people on it. it I'm glad glad it ended up becoming a full length. I, I, I'm glad they're really a part of a whole work and not just released on their own. But the rest of the record was different in that I wanted to keep songs a little closer to their original forms, if that makes sense. Because with Hopalong, like we ed- we edit heavily and arrange heavily. They're a little pared down from how Hopalong sounds. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no there's no one who's um, really relegated to an instrument in that it's just very fluid. I mean, certainly Mark and Tyler both play on the record and play their instruments. I mean, they're masters. <laughs> of their instruments but uh it was so different and they they came in or or with Tyler you know we sent him the song because he's in Birmingham now and he you know came up with the part in in two takes and and with Mark I mean he came in for one day and laid down a bunch of awesome awesome drums like understood it very quickly and with Hopalong we tend to take more time you know because it's a permanent thing we all want to feel good about our work and uh, excited about what we're doing so sometimes what comes immediately isn't necessarily right for the song like what comes easily isn't necessarily right for the song but with likewise I didn't even at a certain point I'm not even really a guitar player on a lot of that record I mean there's no guitar on a 
a couple songs and so i wanted me and joe wanted them to have room to be whatever they needed to be and maybe hop along will be different who knows our records are always pretty different from the one that came before them so i'm excited to see where where we go i mean like i still to be clear i, I still play guitar live like it's the instrument i'm the most comfortable with and i just know it the best i'll visit when i can of course you'll visit when you can of course i'll visit when i can of course i'll visit when i can and i'm not making a fuss i'm not making a fuss most of this isn't even a secret when you're creating sort of the concept for something like the concept of song the concept of a painting do you think that you sort of create the problems out of your whole imagination or is it ever based on anything in the real world another piece of art music literature initially i want to say imagination i'm sure it comes from all of those it's, it's hard to really pinpoint there's only been a few times where i could say a song came directly from a particular event and those songs tend to be written quickly yeah i'm, I'm mostly mining from i mean i i'm reluctant to say experience but a lot of it it's certainly i mean i use my journal very very significantly you keep a regular journal i keep a regular journal but a lot of it is more um states of mind than it is taking down particular events i mean there's that too certainly things i want to remember but a lot of it is like catching myself in a certain state of mind that to me feels significant mm -hmm. that i write it down but it's not so autobiographical in the sense that i could really tell you what was going on that day Back in Philly, like I have my, I'm, I'm certainly would say I'm a creature of habit. So if I wrote down a lot of those days, I'm not sure I would be thrilled to see the, the hour by hour. Speaking of Philly, are you pretty involved in the local scene there? Uh, not the way other people are. I mean, like I, I certainly feel very lucky to be considered a part of the music community there. But I don't, I mean, when I think of really being a part of a community, I think of people that like book shows and people that um, bring folks together for unique projects and things, yeah, for the community. Like I've, I've worked at a venue for a while, um, Johnny Brenda's. Mm -hmm. um, and I have, you know, the people who work there doing, I think, incredible work. And then there's also, unfortunately, a venue that just closed down uh it was called everybody hits and it was this batting cages that also had shows so it was this really awesome blending of community service and then on you know weekends and certain nights having shows as well such a cool spot but that just That's shut great. down for good i think it's going to become who knows but things like that like those folks i think are really integral to the community for sure how can we keep local music scenes going and thriving and like living well, I mean, I'm getting older, and so I, I certainly miss... There, there's so many houses I don't even know exist. I, and the hope, I think, is that new places spring up, especially in a lot of those spaces. The person who runs it is often just a person who's generous with their time in general and, and open to telling younger people how they did it. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, a big part of any community is, is spreading your knowledge and experience so that younger people can, can benefit and use it uh, to build their own spaces, absolutely. First coffee with her that morning at home Victory gold plated I'm excited for the, the future. It's, it's an interesting thing. A lot of artists that go on solo ventures, some of the time it's because the band is in, on hiatus or is no longer a band and everyone's splitting with 
their ways or something. But in this case, Hopalong is, is still definitely active and, you know, working on new material. This is the first time that I'm really navigating any other project besides that band since I was 18. Sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much, Francis, for your time. Oh, thank you. Thanks for talking to me. This has been Elizabeth with Trip Radio at Sleeping Village with Francis Quinlan. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.